Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We're done with impeachment. We get back to the running for 2020. We bring ourselves to New Hampshire. And that's where I tell you right now, I have no idea what the bloody hell is going on. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma. I got to tell you, I don't think anybody else does either. I hope you don't mind a whole bunch of honesty. Because very rarely do radio people say, you know, I'm not so sure. Oh, I think, if I can be so bold, that what has happened in Iowa may have changed the game. And with you, I'm going to work through a theory. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Work with me on this one. Now, I'm heading out to New Hampshire. I leave on Sunday. I'm going to be doing work with Fox News uh, throughout the week. I'm going to be doing the shows. Um, I've already found four cigar lounges. I'm set. I am good. I'm going to be in Manchester. um, Seven minutes to, uh, I was at Castro's back room. I don't like the fact it's called Castro's, but it's cigars, so I think that's what they went with. I may have to forgive them. We'll see once I get there. You see, if it's if it's really Castro's, then they take your cigars, as opposed to you being able to buy theirs. That's that's how that works. Yes, pretty sorry, because of socialism. In Iowa, the failure to be able to count, the failure to be able to get the information out quickly. That is more than just ineptness. Now, I'm not saying that there's something criminal at play. I'm not saying that there was debauchery at play or bad faith at play. There could very well be. I am saying that when you see how the result has played out and that Tom Perez, the chairman of the DNC, is now calling for a recanvassing, there is no faith whatsoever in the result. Not that there's no faith in whether or not uh, um, people went out and, and, and voted or, or engaged the caucuses, but rather there's no faith in the ability of the Iowa Democratic Party to have returned something that people can look at. Now, I went on Fox News last week and I said clear as day that this is heaven sent Heaven sent for Joe Biden, because Joe Biden did poorly in Iowa. I mean, he had had some good poll numbers till the end, but we had known that the campaign had basically said that we're not going to worry about Iowa. It wasn't there in their ballot. It wasn't their focus. But for a guy who had two plus weeks of by himself, two weeks by himself in Iowa before the caucuses because of impeachment, he did poorly. But now he gets to say, I don't know what happened in Iowa. I don't trust those numbers. When his legal team put out, we demand to see all the data first before it's released so we can, you know, verify it and and then deal with any irregularities. Well, what they were saying is they're going to claim that everything is messed up and nothing is legit. Well, their claim is now verifiable. Their claim now has legs because Tom Perez has asked for this audit. He wants to hand audit the caucus tabulations. 
which is to say that no one trusts the result, so they want to confirm that the result is real. 26.2% for Buttigieg, 26.1% for Biden, though Biden has more of the popular vote. I'm um, sorry, for Bernie Sanders, though Bernie has more of the popular vote. So 26.2 for Buttigieg, 26.1 for Bernie Sanders. Right? It could have gone that way. Buttigieg has a great ground game in Iowa. Bernie had, has done very, very well in Iowa. But something still doesn't smack right. It doesn't feel right, right? Because if they were satisfied with that result, the Democratic Party would say nothing. Right now, we're not, we're not, we're not Republicans or we're Democrats. We are observers of a situation. We are watching a community at work, like an ant colony that we've got sitting on our windowsill. We're watching all of them run through the little, the little tunnels that they've created. And then, you know, the queen is there. So I guess somewhere in the back of the thing is Hillary Clinton, you know, having herself a cocktail, just waiting for all the other ants to die off so she can continue to rule. We're watching this, this, this ant colony go and we're asking ourselves the following question. Why are they calling for a re-canvassing? Why are they doing it? If the purpose was to get rid of Biden, I mean, I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders, right? Bernie Sanders can't be trusted. You can't do anything with him. Uh, he can't win. Nobody likes him. Well, then... You, you've got Buttigieg who can claim a victory. You've got Warren with 18%. Move on. They didn't move on. Producer Ari just said they have to save face. Here's my question. To whom? To the person you already don't like and to the constituency you don't already give a damn about? The Bernie Sanders one? Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because you're going to save face by counting votes to come to the same place and people are still going to believe you. They don't believe you anyway. My point to you is that the die has been cast, which brings us to New Hampshire. Now, if you think I'm getting to some next level stuff here, follow me because I all I'm doing is pointing out that there's something strange happening. The latest polling has Buttigieg firmly in second place. But the polling over the last one, two, three polls has had Buttigieg in second place in New Hampshire. As a matter of fact, in four of the last five polls, Buttigieg has been over 20% in the polling. In the one, two, three, four, five, six polls before that, he was in the teens. In the month of February, he has had a jump on average of six points. Six points. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren has fallen like a stone and so has Joe Biden. My question to you is why? It's one thing to say somebody is moving up, somebody is moving down. He has had a jump of on average six points, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg was sliding in the polling in Iowa and ends up ahead of Bernie Sanders by point one. Point one is point one. It's still a win. It gets you a gold medal in track, people. What am I looking at? What is it? If I were... A casual observer, 
it would say to me that the strong showing in Iowa and the strong polling data in New Hampshire shows that the Democratic Party might actually be considering a consensus candidate. I ask you right now, if I said to you that the Democratic Party was considering a consensus candidate, would you believe it? Why would you believe it? What has shown you in any other data anywhere that that's exactly where they were going? This, let's bring back in Iowa. If they are re-canvassing Iowa, each party, which is, I'm sorry, each candidate can say Iowa is meaningless. The entire result is, is, is flawed. Pay no attention to it. You may get to the actuality that there is no actual winner in Iowa. But you can have Buttigieg doing very strong in New Hampshire, maybe winning New Hampshire. You would have this one-two with Buttigieg and Sanders in these first two. No clear-cut winner, just this possible one-two. Bring it to Nevada and bring it to South Carolina. In Nevada, the last polling that we have is the USA Today Suffolk poll from January 8th to the 11th. That was a month ago. That's some rough stuff. February 22nd is the Nevada caucus. It's a caucus, by the way. And in this, it goes the following way. 19 for Biden, 18 for Sanders, 11 for Warren, 8 for Steyer, 8 for Buttigieg. Overall, Buttigieg is in fifth place. If I see... If I see a new poll that shows Buttigieg in third, does it continue this idea of the consensus candidate? Or is this the place where Joe Biden finally gets to show some results? You take a look at South Carolina. And in South Carolina, Biden and the Real Clear Politics average is at 31%. It's Tom Steyer. That's at 18.5%. My point to you is this. I had started looking at this election by saying that we could have four primaries, caucuses, the first four, and have four different winners. And then I looked at it before Iowa and I said, you could really walk out of uh, these four with just two winners, Bernie in two and Biden in two, bring in Bloomberg, and you still get to the place where I'm going and I've been all all along, which is the contested convention. I argue clearly for the contested convention. And I've been staring at this data and I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense to me. What am I looking at? How does it play out? And then I started thinking about people like Elizabeth Warren. And I started thinking about people like Amy Klobuchar, who had a better than thought of showing in Iowa, though she didn't crack the top four. I don't know where she's going to end up in New Hampshire. Um, She's still part of that top five gang. Is it possible that she can overcome Biden for a fourth place, which would be monumental for her? Well, if you're going to discount Iowa, which is exactly what all the candidates are going to do who aren't named Pete Buttigieg, because some funny business took place, the proof is the re-canvassing. And Iowa had an impact, and the false number of Iowa had an impact on New Hampshire. Well, now I can toss the first two. And once you get into the place where you can toss the first two if you're one of the candidates, I ask the question out loud, why would anybody drop out? I'm not saying that Gabbard might, won't eventually uh, drop out. I'm not saying that maybe Klobuchar won't eventually, or, or Yang won't eventually drop out. But if you're Sanders or Buttigieg or Warren or Biden, if you've got the money, why not stay? 
Because I think you're going to be able to make the argument that you've got two primaries that you can't have faith in because they screwed up Iowa and Iowa messed up the results of New Hampshire. At least that's the claim you can make. And there will be some authenticity to the claim. Well, once you start doing that, everybody is there for Super Tuesday. Once you're there, why not stick around? Why not have the conversation? Why not force the conversation? Because Bloomberg starts really getting into this mix in South Carolina and then Super Tuesday. Then you start seeing where some of the numbers shake out. How would you know where you're going to end up? If you're in the vice presidential sweepstakes, it pays to stick around. You have more leverage that way. I believe that the mistakes in Iowa will lead us to the place, have led us to the place where nobody drops out. There are no consensus candidates. I am curious to see what happens in New Hampshire, and I will be there. Everything could change with New Hampshire. But I'm taking a look at the data just like you, and this is where I come to. Nobody's going to drop because they don't have to. As long as they have the money to get into one more race, as long as they can convince the core people to keep writing a check, why not stick around to Milwaukee? You think I'm right? You think I'm wrong? Twitter, at Tony Katz. Leland Vitter to Fox News up next. How do things get back to normal on the Hill post-impeachment trial? We'll have that with him coming up in two minutes. I'm Tony Katz.